Hi everybody, I'm Jen Johnson and you're watching Thought by Thought Healing. I am a chronic pain coach and I talk about everything having to do with chronic pain and chronic symptoms and how to um, recover from those. Um, anxiety definitely has a huge role in this, so a lot of the information on my channels can be applied to um, anxiety also. Today I am going to talk about something that a watcher or a viewer asked me last week in response to my video called Flipping the Script. In that video, I had made the statement that I needed the love of God and the gospel to come in and heal and change the way my brain was wired. And she asked me to expand on that, and so I'm going to do that today. But before I do that, first I wanted to start implementing a new practice into my videos, which is just a, a quick body scan. Just checking in with your body to see if there are places that you're carrying tension and if there's muscle groups that just need a little bit of freedom to relax. I love personally to check around my eyes, relax my eyes and my stomach and hamstrings are my favorite three places to check to see how much tension I'm carrying there and just kind of give it that little push to relax. So go ahead and do that. And, um, and then we'll get started. So we're going to talk about um, rewiring the brain with the gospel and what that means. Now, I want to be clear that I'm not a neuroscientist and I am not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. Um, but when I started healing from chronic pain, as soon as I discovered it, I started reading everything that I possibly could about the brain and about the nervous system and the mind-body connection. Because when we're talking about chronic pain, we're talking about the nervous system um, not being in homeostasis. It is not in harmony and the nervous system is dysregulated and causing um, many different types of symptoms yours included more than likely. And so when I was, um, when I started recovering, I also started studying other doctors and neuroscientists and, and listening to them. And so today I'm going to be um, sharing just a lot of the things that I essentially learned from them. And the four that I took content from the most for today's um, video are Joe Dispenza, um, Carolyn Leaf, Rick Hansen, and Howard Schubiner. I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, so rewiring the brain. Well, in order to understand rewiring the brain, we have to understand what wires the brain. And that is repetition and emotion. 95% of our brain by the time we're 35, which I'm over 35. So by that, by 35, like most of your brain is hardwired, but don't give up hope because you can actually rewire. And reprogram but it is let's say it's, it's hardwired what does that mean that means that most of your day 95% of your day is on autopilot that means that um, you are doing your daily you based on your past so for example um, when you get up in the morning you have a morning routine I do anyways I get up I get dressed and actually the night before I put out my clothes so I get dressed then I Come downstairs, turn the tea kettle on, go in the bathroom, get ready, come out, do my pour over, my coffee, you get it. It's part of the morning routine. 
But also wired in there are things that make you upset or the types of people that you like or the types of cars you like, the color you like, the attitude you have around certain things, your political stances. All these things are wired based on your experiences and your emotional reactions and thoughts to those experiences and how people reacted to you in those experiences also help to wire your brain. So when we're looking at rewiring, we have to look at well, what's wired in here. And is it good? Is it based in truth? And is it based in hope and joy and freedom? Or is it based in fear? So we're, we're taking this brain that's hardwired and saying, okay, well, which ones of these are good and what's bad? And Joe Dispenza uh, explains personality traits really well, which um, is really powerful when you are looking at reversing chronic pain. To me, a lot of the work has to do with learned personality traits. And I want to talk about what that means by learned personality trait. And Joe says, basically, you have an event. So something happens to you. You have a thought in response to that event. And then you probably have an emotion in response to the event. And then if you don't take it and resolve it, it becomes a mood. So three days later, you're still mad about that thing. It's a mood. You hold on to that, it becomes a temperament, and later on it becomes a personality trait. An example would be if in your childhood you learned that expressing sorrow brought you rejection. So you have the event where you're shamed, and then you have a thought, oh, probably shouldn't do that next time. You carry that, that becomes how you operate. Your personality trait is that you don't really deal with your emotions or you don't show your emotions because it causes rejection. Or let's look at extrovert, introvert. You um, experienced in your life that being extroverted got you good and positive attention and got you love and acceptance. And so you continued to operate in that way. And then that's your personality trait because it is a safe space to be. The same goes for introvert. You've learned that being quiet is a safe space for you. You like it. Therefore, that's your personality trait. And so we have to look at these and say, is the way that I operate, is the fact that I'm a perfectionist or the fact that I'm an overachiever um, or the fact that I'm really critical towards other people or I'm really critical towards myself, looking at where did that develop from? Did I learn that, um, that there's something wrong with me and that, that, that being critical is the way you're supposed to operate and therefore that's how you've become this this personality trait and is it based in fear or anger is it based in truth and freedom or is it based in a, a distressing thought that sends the nervous system off and that's where the work um, that I I love to do is um, is there in that space and when we don't stop and analyze that then we continue to live in these operations in this program your brain is programmed to operate in this way and if you don't interrupt it and you don't teach it something different then that all those all those um, disruptive nervous system thoughts um, subconscious this is all this almost all of this is subconscious you're not aware of this that's why that's what the the hardwired is is it's running in your subconscious you're not thinking actively about it so when we're healing from chronic pain, we want to go in and we look at these things and say, okay, is this, is this good? Is this a good thing? Or, or what's this based in? When I first discovered the mind-body connection, 
um, it was a crazy moment and I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. So I started writing down all these and they were events at that time, specific things or people that I knew that my body was reacting to. I didn't, I didn't quite understand where, where I'd picked that up in my brain or why I'd wired it into my brain. I didn't understand um, that the way personality traits are, um, are developed and learned yet at that point in time. So I wrote down these events and people. And then I went to my counselor. She actually called me that day, you guys. It was amazing. She called me and said, something tells me you want to talk to me. And I hadn't seen her in like eight months or something. And so we started getting together regularly. And I'm telling you this because I want you to know that even though I was studying all this neuroscience and all this brain stuff, I bought books on the brain, just started trying to understand everything I possibly could because it was unbelievably fascinating to me. But I still needed help to see what was triggering me and, and how do you resolve these things? What Like we need the truth, but what what's the truth? And sometimes we need help in that and there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And if you can afford it, and I know that not everybody can, and that's why, honestly, that is why I'm putting so much content out there because I want you to be able to heal even if you can't um, afford a, a therapist. I'm putting as much out here so that you can try to um, do some of your own work. But if you can afford a therapist, it is the best money that you will spend. Do it. If you get a therapist that understands the mind-body connection, um, I think that is a really important piece of this is, is talking to somebody, having somebody help you that understands how um, and which thoughts can cause a neurosystem response. So, um, I want to be clear that it's not just big T trauma that can cause this um, brain to get wire, hardwired into these toxic thoughts, but things such as like chronic um, distress or just stress or um, shame, um, basically overwhelm, anything for, for you, what might disrupt your nervous system is different than me. So two people can have the same experience and one person will carry that as little T trauma, which it doesn't matter whether it's little t or big t trauma. If it causes a nervous system response in your body it can, and it's not resolved, then it can cause chronic pain and symptoms because it is affecting chronically your organs and um, the cells in your body. And so we want to get in there and interrupt, um, interrupt this hardwired program because right now your, your brain is sending your brain is sending these messages down to your body and your body's sending the same message back up and it's cyclical. It's distress. It's distress. And the brain is now the body and the body's the brain. And you are living in the past. Like I said, you're living according to these neurons of your past. And there's no hope. There's no expectation for something different. There's no changing of the thoughts. And so you're stuck. But God made our brains in a way that we can preach it truth. If you think about scripture, God is always having us interrupt the cyclical um, ways that our culture and our set on our own flesh, our own selves are responding in. He asks us to think bigger than, think stronger than, think greater than the way you feel. The way you feel doesn't have the final word. And that is including pain. Pain is a feeling and we can interrupt that cycle. And I know that sounds so hard, but it is true. We can interrupt it and say, I'm not going to choose to view this as threatening. I'm going to view this as just a sensation. I just have a sensation and that will actually rewire your brain to understand that 
the sensations in your body are not dangerous. In the same way that some of those events can be redeemed by God and no longer set your nervous system on edge. Um, some of the things that I see um, commonly in people or I hear of people, um, personality traits that they're working with is like, over accommodating that's the fawn response when we start to do everything to take care of the people around us because that's what makes us feel safe if we're making sure that everybody is okay out there um, that's a, an over accommodation of other people around us at generally at our cost and based in fear also second guessing yourself if you grew up in a home that was um uh, critical or, or hard on you we can learn to not trust um even what god is God is saying to us, we can start to second guess that. And that lives us, leaves us in doubt and, um, and fear and confusion. Um, we can um, end up with not good boundaries or no boundaries. That was me a lot in my thought life. I had no boundaries. Uh, overworking, having shame. These are just some of the things that can be born out of this, um, these events of distress and shame and overwhelm that are that are in fact wiring your brain. The more and more you think about something and the more you give it attention, the harder it, it wires. And so we have to think greater than we feel because the feelings are controlling us. You wake up in the morning, you think about the same toxic thought as you thought about yesterday morning. And then we're living in the past. I know I've said that like three times now, but I think it's important to realize that when we go to change, how do we change that then? If that's the only thing we know how to change it. Well, this is where hope and expectation, which the world calls visualization and imagination, are actually really powerful. The brain doesn't know any different between if you are doing something or if you are imagining doing something. If you actually plan and expect and let God, um, his word, um, give you a vision for a new future, if you allow his word to give you hope, which hope means expectation, then you are telling your brain, I'm going to choose a different way. And, and God gives us many commands. Neuroplasticity is all over in the Bible. I mean, he says to say things like, consider it pure joy when you go through trials. That is, that is counter brain. That is counter intuitive. We don't, we don't, that's not how we do things naturally to find joy in hard times. But he's saying, think beyond how you feel. He has us persevere. Even just that word in itself encompasses doing something that is against what you feel like. Push through even though you don't want to. There's this contradiction there and you're thinking bigger than you feel. And um, to believe when you have doubts, that's, that's a really tough one. And we have to have faith in him even when it is tough. And we want to have these things with a body response. So we have to teach our, our brains a new vision for not just how we're thinking and a new hope, but we're also thinking, we're teaching it, I can have a new body response to these thoughts also. Um, he says to um, take pride in our humble situations. I love that because that means our dignity is not taken away from us by humble situations. You can stand tall and proud um, in the hard times um, that you are experiencing because he actually says to, um, and even like being, he says to be slow to, to anger. That's also not counter, that's counter emotional. So we're setting a new vision, a new expectation based on what you have discovered about your wiring, which parts of your wiring are based in fear and anger and distress and overwhelm, um, and survival. Really what we're talking about here is survival mode. When the chronic pain is at play and anxiety, we're in this survival mode and we have to interrupt it. We have to say, 
I'm going to think in a way that is contradictory to my flesh and what I want to do. Your brain, when you first start this, is going to throw a fit. It does not want to rewire. It is so much easier to do habitual things. It's so much easier to um, to go with the, the fear that um, the way of operating that is supposedly protecting you. But in reality, it's not. And so we have to think bigger. We have to think deeper. We have to think truth and apply it. And that's hard. So how do we do that? So we've already talked about the brain being wired in this way. And now you are figuring out what those distressing um, thought patterns are, even if it's in just simply in relationship to the pain itself. And now you're going to teach it a new way. But the brain's going to throw a fit. It doesn't want to do it. So you have to choose endurance and you have to choose to keep going. And rewiring takes quite a while. I've said this before, but it's like 21 days just to create the new pathway and then 42 more to make it a habit. I mean, that's at least 63 days, at least if you do it consistently. And so buckle up. It is, it is a good journey. Um, it, is, it is worth it. Um, some people, it doesn't take that long. Some people find um, freedom really fast. Um, it, it, wasn't that easy for, it wasn't that easy for me. I'll put it that way. I remember saying to my sister one morning, I was like, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. And then sometimes I would take these leaps and bounds forward and have like two weeks with no pain. And then I would just be like, this is so great. And then I would go back to some of this old wiring. Anyways, I digress. The point is, don't put yourself on a, um, a specific trajectory of how long you think it's going to take because it's different for every single person. So here we are. We have now decided we're going to rewire our brain with truth. And you have gone to scripture and, and Christ and you've, you've asked other people like, hey, in what ways do you see me operating out of fear? Um, I, I, think, I think fear is the key emotion here. Some people think it's anger, but you can analyze your own heart. Um, so asking a friend, what, what do you see me doing out of fear or anger? In what ways do you see me operating? In those areas, God wants freedom for you. And so then we get to find it. And that I can't help you with over a video, but you can ask people for help. You can turn to scripture. You can, um, you can read books um, and, and find that truth and get in there and start um, interrupting. We want to go back to this cyclical pattern of event, thought, emotion, mood, temperament, personality trait. And when we have things happen to us, we want to interrupt at the thought and emotion part because that is an invitation from God to draw near. You don't have to go for two hours. Just go to him and say, hey, I'm feeling this thing. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling jealousy. I want that thing that I can't have and I shouldn't have. Um, just the emotion, know that that is, it is it is an invitation for us to go to him. And when we go to him with those things, he helps us to let go of them and not carry them in our nervous system. It helps us to get rid of the fear and the anger and give it to him. And so going forth from here, we're going to also look at rewiring some of our trauma in the past, but going forth from here, how we want to handle that is looking at emotion as an opportunity for love and freedom and being known <laughs> instead of shoving it on the rug and saying, oh, I'm not supposed to have fear or, oh, anger is a bad thing. Um, when you already have it, acknowledge it and bring it to God. So that's one way to stop um, 
gathering more issues, if you will. Um, but also when we're going back and rewiring, we're saying, okay, what's the truth? And now what am I going to believe in response to this thing? Um, and so that, and that part takes time. And um, for me, I include things such as um, art and dance and um, body um body movement and empowering body stances essentially um i remember at times standing up in the mirror and saying um things that making statements of of truth to myself about about the gospel and about what jesus was showing me this is how you rewire the brain because the more you think about something now we're over here rewiring we've got the old brain here we have a new brain here um, this is the redeemed self and we're thinking about these things and we're preaching them to whatever works for you. If dance and art don't work for you, for heaven's sakes, don't do them. Do something that works for you. For me, I remember one thing. I knew that I had distress and I, I had a nervous system response um, to a sin that I had committed in my past and I had been forgiven of it, but my body did not know it. And I, and I had already repented for years um, but I had not felt free in my in my being. And so one night after people in my house went to bed, I put earbuds in, I put that song on um, take the shackles off, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance, put it on repeat, and I danced that song over and over and over again until my body knew that it was free and um, that I was clean. And now when I think of that, when I'm triggered by that sin, I don't think of it that way anymore. I think of the night that I realized that I was forgiven and my body is at peace with that. So those are the types of things you can do to rewire. I also have a specific, I had a specific word that would trigger me that I felt like had been put on me as on my identity when in fact it's not my identity. But I, I took a piece of paper and I wrote that word in the middle and then I took colored pencils and markers. It was not pretty art. And I put every positive word and truth that Jesus had shown me all over that page. And so now when I hear that word, I think of the I think of God's protection and love for me instead of this yucky identity that I was carrying about with me. So those are the types of things. Those are momentary things, um, just moments you can take to kind of reinforce to your brain. This is the new way of thinking. I'm not going to live in shame and fear anymore. And I and and now um, I, you have to practice these things, right? Because again, the brain is going to say, no, 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 no. It is easier for me to live in shame because that is what I have done for X amount of years um, and I'm going to continue to do that. And you have to be willing to say, no, I'm not going to think any different. I, I am going to think differently. Um, so yeah, like I said, superwoman pose and daily I would put notes to myself. I would remind myself I journaled. I would journal um, a significant amount of time. I would set a timer and I would journal about the truth in relationship to a trigger. Um, so that, and, and I, and I also would plan. So a part of thought by thought healings program that I provide for one-on-one -on -one coaching is that I have something called the plan plan, because when you, you have discovered your, um, your brain wiring, that's not serving you well, and you want to change, but your brain doesn't want to, then you have to have a plan. You have to have a new vision. You have to have this hope and this expectation, um, of, of freedom from that way of thinking. And so the plan plan is, um, is the P is you first identify and you think ahead. What are the people or places that are going to trigger me to want to go back to my old self? That's the P. The L is what's the new language I'm going to use. The new language is it's okay for me to stand up for myself. 
God made me with dignity and I can choose to feel that way. That's my new language. My attitude is one of assurance and confidence that I am loved by him. My N is a new sensation and it is important that you teach your brain to have a new sensation too. You get to teach it. I no longer need the tension in my stomach. I no longer need the foot pain every time I take a step forward in life. Um, so the PLAN is you planning your, your answers to the PLAN um, are going to obviously be different than mine because your issues and your triggers and your thoughts are going to be different than mine. But you want to plan a different way of responding. Again, this takes diligence. It takes time. Um, just like it took time and repetition to wire in these these fear responses. Um, it also takes time to wire in these ones, but they are built in freedom. And when we can rejoice and be thankful and um, revel in the goodness in our lives, those actually produce um, um, chemicals, neurotransmitters, and hormones in our body that are healing. They're endogenous painkillers. That means they're produced inside of us. We don't need the medicine because it actually has this healing effect in our body when we have joy and content and love and thankfulness and more. So we want to wire for this way because those things are healing, first of all, and those neurotransmitters will actually make the wiring faster in your brain too. Um, whereas in opposition over here, these distressing um, responses, these nervous system responses are um, releasing cortisol and adrenaline stress hormones that are painful. They, they, they are not helpful for us for a long term. They are good when we are running from a bear and when there's a knife in the scene. But other than that, we don't, well, that's an exaggeration. But we don't, we don't want to be chronically activated with these stress hormones. It is not healthy for our pain and our body and our symptoms and anxiety. And so we want to rewire. But again, like I've said in a video before, you have to choose this. You have to choose it on a daily basis. You have to say, I am willing for the long haul to take this truth. I can't speak your truth for you. Go to God um, and ask a friend and find out what is that truth that God wants me to be free in. Almost always with chronic pain, there is freedom that God wants for you. I'm not sure that I can think of an example where it is not freedom. I think that it is always something that we are in bondage to this program, this fearful, distressing program of our brain that's just operating. And um, God doesn't want this for, that for us. And we see that also, we see that all over in scripture, um, uh, retraining your, uh, or um capturing your thoughts and renewing of your mind. Um, these are essentially retraining your brain. And it is important that we stop and pay attention to what our subconscious is paying attention. What is our subconscious doing in this rewiring of the brain? What am I an autopilot of over? What kind of um, toxic thoughts of um, victim? And I know I said this in the last video and I, I say it worriedly because worriedly is probably not a word. But I... I know that that can be a trigger word, but I, I don't think we want to, I know that we don't want to be a victim to our brain and yet it feels that way at times. And so challenge yourself to think differently just a second, just a second at a time. We don't need to do this. I'm not asking you for to do a long haul the first time. Just, just see, just test yourself. Can I? Can I change, like in this moment, can I choose to not think about this? Instead of anxiety, can I choose to have hope? Just for a second, 
see what happens. Just just challenge your brain and then um, continue to challenge it until you have um, rewired your brain in, in, um, in one area and you will find that it starts to um, spread. That joy and that love and that freedom really does end up um, having this beautiful effect on our brains and, and how we begin to operate. We are not a victim to our brain. It's a lie. The brain is formed by our thoughts. And so we can, we can capture those and start to say, I'm not going to live in the past. I'm going to live in a future that God has given me a vision for that is based in freedom. Um, that's where, that's where real healing comes in. So thank you for watching. If you have a friend that is in pain or, um, chronic anxiety or chronic symptoms, please share this video. I do. I really, I know I said this in the beginning, but I really want people to have this hope that we can, um, live a, um, a chronically pain-free life. And so I'm trying to get as much content out there um, to give hope to people. So check out my website, thoughtbythoughthealing.com. I also have a Facebook and an Instagram account that um, you can follow. And I just share little tidbits on there on a daily basis. I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you guys next week.